This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Start this hour with the Senate back in session this week, the House returning next Tuesday with the first order of business to try to avert a government shutdown. Time is running short. The House is scheduled to meet for just 11 days before the government's fiscal year ends on September 30th. Let's bring in NBC News senior national reporter Sahil Kapoor. His latest reporting titled Senate Unity Puts House Republicans in a Jam over government funding fight. So Sahil, tell us about both sides of this, that unity you mentioned on the Senate side, and then what's going on in the House. Hey, Willie, we've got this rare situation where the Senate is passing appropriations bills overwhelmingly on a bipartisan basis. They passed all 12 of them through committee, some of them unanimously, and they're going to start to get votes on the floor of the chamber next week. This is in stark contrast to the approach being taken in the Republican-controlled House, where Speaker McCarthy is taking a more partisan tack, using a slim majority to try to advance conservative priorities like cutting spending and attaching uh, other conservative uh, riders to the bills. I spoke to a number of senators about this. And even the Republicans say that McCarthy's approach is going nowhere in the Senate. Uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell made that clear that the Senate's not going to replicate the House's approach. Senator John Thune, the number two Republican, also said that if McCarthy continues to struggle the way the House has been on appropriations bills, they should just take the Senate bills and pass them as is. Some other Democrats feel that way as well. Let's show what Senator John Tester told me about this. These are uh, stark words here. He said, quote, the best thing they could do is take all of the work of the Senate and just pass it because we do better work. I say that partially in jest, but it's a fact. He went on to say uh, they should not be playing games like shutting down the government. Let's get this done. These are fighting words from an appropriator from a red state. Now, how does Speaker McCarthy feel about all of this? His house is coming back into session next week, and they don't have much time uh, to get appropriations bills through. They've only done one. They have a lot of them to go. The first order of business for McCarthy is getting his members on a short-term government funding bill because the September 30th deadline is simply not realistic to meet for a a larger appropriations deal. A spokesperson for McCarthy said that the speaker will not support any kind of plan to jam against the holidays that would allow Senate Democrats to gain leverage. That spokesperson went on to tell me that McCarthy has made clear any short-term CR would only be necessary as a way to continue working through regular order. They're selling it as a a means to advance these Republican priorities, to keep the the leverage that the House has so they don't get completely jammed by the Senate in the way these senators want to. The problem with that is he's got this band of hardline conservatives on his right who are rebelling against even the idea of a short-term government funding bill unless they add a whole bunch of their priorities that cannot realistically pass the Senate. One member of the House Freedom Caucus said McCarthy's job could be at stake in this entire fight. Let's play what Ken Buck said. He's only going to pass something with Democrat votes, and that's what's going to put him at risk for the motion to vacate. I don't see I don't see the speaker getting enough Republican votes uh, for a continuing resolution. 
in, in, in the next few weeks to be able to pass that uh, continuing resolution. And a motion to vacate, by the way, is simply parliamentary speak for a vote to overthrow the Speaker of the House. McCarthy can lose no more than four votes before uh, a bill collapses or, in the Republican conference, his speakership uh, collapses as well. There's going to be a, a, a big challenge ahead in the coming weeks for Speaker McCarthy on the issue of government funding. Guys. Matt Gates is just speaking into the wind. He's spe- if, just look at McCarthy's slot. He's not slow walking anything. And finally, I would observe something that has really worked well in the state of Florida. A single subject rule. A bill coming to the floor should only deal with one subject. I was incensed as a freshman when I had to vote on the farm bill and whether or not to authorize war in Yemen in the same vote. And we can still have broad bills that relate to insurance or education or appropriations, but the notion that we lash all these things together does not serve our constituents and the American people. Our vision is for a House of Representatives where all of the members are empowered to represent their constituents, to have a real voice on matters of appropriations. And I think that's important given the fights that we have ahead with the Biden administration over spending. And we're not asking for crazy things. We just want to pass appropriations bills separately, single subject. The requirement that every bill address a single subject and that the appropriations bills be considered separately, not just as one up or down vote. So you got to vote for the troops and keeping our military funded right alongside funding some of these woke agencies. McCarthy has drawn a red line and said, no, to our demands that every bill on the floor adhere to a single subject. The reason that's important is because we don't want matters log rolled together so that each issue in legislation before the House for Consideration doesn't get the scrutiny that it deserves, doesn't get the focused debate that results in better public policy. You would think that Republicans, Democrats, everyone would want single subject, but Kevin McCarthy has said no. The principal goal of the people who are objecting to Mr. McCarthy on the Republican side is that we don't believe the rules of this place unlock the potential of all of the members to be able to cast votes on individual bills and to offer amendments on Appropriations Act. We got concessions that really were being rejected as early as Monday when it comes to being able to read legislation 72 hours before its adoption, individual appropriations bills, and ultimately what we negotiated ensures that we will never again have a circumstance like this omnibus spending legislation because bills will have to comport to a single subject. There will be germanity requirements on amendments, and so it's going to be an open process, a transparent process. I'm thrilled at where the House of Representatives is today. Thursday, 7 September, Year of Alert 2023, the afternoon, early evening show. Kevin McCarthy is actually in Japan. He's actually said some uh, very good things about uh, China, the uninvestment, uh, how uninvestable the CCP has made it. Uh, they're over there with the Codell, right? I think Elise Stefanik and other senior leadership are over there. I believe they're also going to Taiwan, the Philippines. I got Dr. Seb Burker. We're going to get into that in a second. But, Seb, uh, they return... Over the weekend, Tuesday night, I want to put everybody in the audience on alert. Tuesday night, the conference is going to meet, and McCarthy is supposed to then lay out his plan for the next, you know, three weeks. Uh, Seb, we have a $7 trillion appropriations bill he's got to get through with, I think, discretionary spending of a, a, a trillion and a half. They promised all these cuts. None of it done. 
You've got the impeachment situation. Just give me your sense. You've got the Senate now saying we've got this. Just pass our bills. Of course, it's going to be, you know, we have a $2 trillion deficit, as you know now. They can't lie about that anymore. Give me your sense of where we all are in all this, sir. Where, where are we, Steve? Um, your colleague, uh, who was at the same rank as you, and my colleague, who was above me in the White House, Peter Navarro, has just been found guilty of contempt of Congress and is going to prison. Contempt of what? Contempt of a... January the 6th committee that was illegal, a Nancy Pelosi witch hunt committee that um, was constitutionally um, completely illegal, did not take the GOP nominees. He said, I do not answer to an illegally constituted congressional investigation. And now he's going to prison. That, that's where we are. And, and look, God, God bless Matt Gates. I spoke to him privately. I can't say what he told me yesterday. I had him on the show afterwards, and you, you need to listen to it. But let's just, you know, read his his pinned tweet, uh, you know, on, on his social media account. And you know, I told him on air. I said, Matt, I, I've never seen this. I, I've never seen a social media content or or even interview quotes from any politician like these, unless the person is about to retire, resign, or is facing some other serious lifestyle change. Just just two sentences. Tens of millions of Americans rest their hope on the House of Representatives to stop the terrible things that are going on. However, I offer you this sincere confession. When, when you hear politicians talk about confessions, I offer you this right. sincere right. confession. We aren't putting up the fight you deserve, and it sickens me. I asked him, is he, is he Winston Churchill in the 1920s shouting in the wilderness, or does he have any support? And he said, Seb, don't tell them the number. But when he told me how many people have his back, well, let's just say it's, it's single digits. That's where we are, Steve. We, we have, I, I've read, here it is. I didn't, even, I didn't even get to mentioning it on the show today. Thanks to the incredible Julie Kelly. I have the transcript of what happened on Monday in the court with Judge Chutkan and President Trump's attorneys. President Trump's attorneys are supposed to prote- uh, present a defense in four months' time, despite the fact that they have been given 16 million pages of documentation to go through. 16 million pages to go through. And you know what Judge Chutkan said, who, by the way, worked at the same law firm for 12 years where her colleague was none other than Hunter Biden. Judge Chutkan, if you don't believe me, because it sounds absolutely insane, I get it. Go to Julie Kelly's Substack and download the transcript, the official court transcript, and read it. Judge Chutkan, who had to recuse herself in the trial against our buddy, Cash Patel, because she'd actually worked with Fusion GPS, she says in court on Monday, well, what do you mean you don't have enough time? Uh, The grand jury has been meeting now for two years, and your client should have known he was going to be charged with something. Therefore, you had two years to prepare um, that he didn't know what he was being going to be charged with. But, but hey, you guys had two years to kind of 
guess what it was. So, yeah, we're going to go to court and you're going to have to read 100,000 pages every day, 100,000 pages every day until we go for court to court. That's where we are. We've arrived. Police state, Gestapo tactics and Peter Navarro, our colleague, is going to prison. Um, to rectify this, let's go back to the to the to the Jan six thing. Nothing. This this house, and I think this is what McCarthy. Nothing's really happened. You've had Comer, you've had some subpoenas, but nothing has really happened. Let's take January six for for a, a, a example. The footage is not out there. Uh, you know, we had Frankie Stocks on today talking about that. Uh, there's really been no inquiry. Nothing about the Fed's erection. You've got you've got. Uh, the head of Capitol Police, the Tucker interviewed. You've got Chris Miller, the uh, acting secretary of defense. has got nobody's been called. Nothing's been done. What's your assessment? Well, can I just make it a little bit more uh, acute than that? Um, let me just, uh, and I'll, you know, I'll put this out on social media as, as soon as we're off your show. What has Kevin McCarthy done for America and the Republic in the last eight months? It's a very simple question. What has he tangibly done? And I'm not interested in letters to Biden's DOJ. I'm not interested in behind closed door sessions with people like Devin Archer who are convicted felons. I want the people who've literally gotten away with felonies for decades to pay the price. I want the police state, DHS, the FBI, the DOJ, to not be able to function as a police state organ of the Democrat Party. The House has that capacity. And I don't mean shut it all down and then the terrorists are going to run riot and, you know, the North Korean spies will do whatever they want. No, no, no. The House can shut down like a laser the budgetary requirements of specific parts of these agencies. They can say to Alejandro Mayorkas, no, 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 you're not funding an app that allows illegal immigrants to pre-clear themselves in Mexico so they walk across the border and they get a free cell phone from, you know, U.S. idiot taxpayer and then go and get a a five-star hotel in New York. We're going to defund your capacity to clear 6,000 illegals into America every single day. What have they done, Steve? What have they done in the last eight months? Seb, just hang on one second. I know you get a bounce. So I just want to hold you yeah, no, I'm good. briefly I'm on good. the other side. Doc- good. Dr. Seb Gorka joins us on the other side. The former KGB colonel, Vladimir Putin, who, by the way, is no friend of the United States, called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS conference in South Africa. As Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to fall. We call this the de-dollarization movement. Now, as demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar weakens. That is why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. 
with thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Text Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon at 989898 to claim your free information kit. Use your agency. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. So, Dr. Gorka, um, that's a pretty hard throwdown. I want to continue it because the question is that the audience has as strike as a uh, midnight strikes on uh, 30 September, the end of this fiscal year is over. Would you, with all your issues out there with McCarthy and his leadership, would you give him, he's just begging for, he just wants 30 days, Seb, maybe the first nine months were wasted, but he just needs 30 days to get it all done. Would you give it to him? I think you just stole my thunder there, Steve. I'm sorry. Uh, what you know, eight months weren't long enough. No, I mean, how much how much rope do we need to give this man? I mean, seriously, come on. If if we don't do it now, and I know I'm you know urinating in the in the wind right here, but if we don't do it now, what is the message that that Americans have sent? Business as usual, uni party business as usual, deep state business as usual. How many, in one week, one week, a guy who you don't have to agree with, who wasn't in DC on January the 6th, gets 22 years in prison. That's the same week that five people, three of them progressives, I mean, really, I had one in my studio, hardcore progressive anti-abortionists, and two conservatives go to prison for what? Preventing children being murdered in a Planned Parenthood. What are we waiting for? Another letter to Merrick Garland, another press conference where the chairman of the committee, I've had it, I'm sorry, Coma, you, you don't know how to do a press conference. You have a press conference on Romanian businessman gave Hunter Biden $32 and you have your committee members stand in front of the poster board visual aids. We can't even see the rinky-dink crappy visual aids you made for your investigatory committee because your oxygen thief members of the committee are standing in front of the visual aids. This is what we paid for. This is what we voted for. It's a joke. It's an utter joke that when the likes of Victor Davis Hanson say that the Republic is on a precipice, when you have Newt Gingrich, who God bless him, is one of the smartest guys alive today, but never a bomb thrower, but he's from Georgia. And he says on my buddy, Charlie Kirk's show, I have it from a very reliable source that the Federal Department of Justice ordered Fannie Willis, whose father was literally in bed with Angela Davis. Yeah, yeah. Her daddy was having sex with Angela Davis. That the DOJ ordered a county prosecutor to drop the indictments against President Trump. 
It's gone, Steve. America is gone. The feds don't get to order a county prosecutor to indict President Trump and 18 other people for what? Read the flipping indictment for Truth Social Post saying, watch OAN now, for asking people to send emails to their state representatives. That's now a felony in America. And the feds tell a county prosecutor to bring those charges. Steve, I, I'm had, I've had it. I, 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 they're, they're coming after you. I don't know. Are you going to get a prison term? Who's going to be next if Mark Houck gets his door busted down because he wants to stop babies being killed? Who's next, Steve? How, how long are we prepared to wait for the GOP to do something? Oh, I beat Navarre. I've already got four months. Um, Seb, when they get to close to midnight, they're going to cut a deal with Majority Leader Hakeem Jeffries to get enough votes to pass the CR. Um, do you believe that triggers a motion to vacate to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, sir? I, I can't speak for Matt Gates. I can't speak for anyone else, but I can speak to the good guys out there. There was one individual who got a, a few votes, not enough. And what, did, what did he get? 16 votes last time when he was running against uh, Kevin. But, but here's my, my, you know, cri de coeur. Here's, here's my, you know, my, my rallying cry. If you're a member of the Freedom Caucus, can you just look in the mirror right now and ask yourself, have you forsworn what you vouched safe to do? Are you being true to your oath of office? You took that oath of office when you joined the Navy. I took that oath of office when I became an American. I took it when I joined the Defense Department. We both took it when we became White House officials. Are those members of Congress being true to their oath of office? Or are they allowing others to trammel and to desecrate the Constitution and the values of the Republic? If the second is true, then it's time for somebody to get busy and to organize themselves as the replacement for Kevin. And here's the sad thing. I, I think we could agree offline. I don't know. I, I, I haven't discussed this with you privately. Kevin McCarthy is not a bad man. He's a weak man. He's not a bad man. He's a weak man. But could you imagine if the face of the GOP were people like Matt Gates? Or, or Louis Gohmert. I had the former congressman on my Newsmax show. My gosh, he's traveling the country now telling people, you know what? The Senate, the Congress makes these judges. They're not a separate branch of government. And if they do not, quote, behave, that's what it says in the Constitution. If they don't behave properly, then they should be removed from office. If, if Louis has a plan to bring us justice in America... A 19-year-old uh, individual, George Meacham, walked through Congress peaceably with his father on January the 6th. He was just arrested by the FBI at the age of 23. They waited three years to arrest him. He did nothing on January the 6th. Two weeks after he was arrested, he killed himself. He killed himself, just like Matt Perner who did nothing, did nothing, nothing illegal on January the 6th, was facing misdemeanor charges from the DOJ, and they gave him a trial date 
that just happened to be the same date as the death of his dear mother. And they told him, we're enhancing your charges with a terrorist enhancement. And he hanged himself. I, I don't want more George Meachams. I don't want another martyr to Biden's DOJ. I don't want another Matt Perna. How many more Americans need to be arrested like you or need to die like these young men? 19 years old when he came to Washington, D.C. This is it, guys. This is it. And what are you doing about it? It was 98 degrees yesterday in the swamp. What was my wife doing? I was sitting in this nice air-conditioned studio. She was out door knocking. Why? Because she thinks the next election is it. She's been given 900 houses to knock doors on in Northern Virginia. And she said something on my show yesterday. She said, you're bitching and moaning about the GOP. Guess what? You are the GOP. You are the GOP. It's not some vaunted thing hermetically sealed over there away from you in D.C. We are the Republican Party, the party of Abraham Lincoln, the, the man murdered by a Democrat. What are you doing about it? Are you taking over the GOP? Are you fighting for America? Are you prepared to, you know, we've put a T-shirt on, on our store that's just a mugshot of the president, I hate that phrase, the booking photograph, and it's just got two words. It's just got Trump 2024. You don't need anything else. You don't need a PhD. You don't need to go to a war college. You don't need to have served in the Navy. You don't need a nationally syndicated radio show. You just got to understand that we are all outlaws now. Why? Because we love America. We have become outlaws because we love this nation. It's not Republican vice Democrat. Long ago, I realized the, the, the liminal division, the separation that we cleave apart this nation is based upon one question. Do you love America or do you hate America? If you love it, are you prepared to save it? That's all I'm asking, Steve. To the Freedom Caucus Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, e even to Kevin McCarthy. Are you prepared to save this country? That's the only question. I'm sorry. So fantastic. I wish leadership in the House had the same passion and commitment uh, you have. Seb, where are all the touch points? Where do people get all your content? Where do they go? Just, you know, uh, everywhere except YouTube. Just plug in my name, Seb Gorka, Sebastian Gorka. Uh, uh, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter. My Substack is my whole name, SebastianGorka.Substack.com. Um, go to SebGorkaStore.com. You know, get one of the T-shirts with a booking photo. But more important than anything else, it's not about me. It's not about you. Right now, the president is burning through a million bucks a week. They want to destroy him. They want to put him in prison. And according to the Atlantic, they want to kill him. They want to kill him. The Atlantic said he is a cancer today. He's a cancer that must be removed. So forget about me and, you know, the war room. Just go to donaldjtrump.com. If it's a buck, I don't care. But put your name on the record that you love America, donaldjtrump.com. And thank you, Steve. Dr. Gorker, honored always to have you on here. A patriot, if there are ones. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. I don't think you can say it better than Seb.
just laid it out there right there, what, what the stakes are. This is why this audience is so important. This is why this September is going to be quite brutal. This is why you're going to be called everything. You're going to be mocked and ridiculed in the next three or four weeks because they're going to hold you up as the problem. And Seb laid the stakes out as clearly as one can. Do you love your country? And what are you prepared to do to sacrifice for that country? Short commercial break. We'll be back in warm in just a moment. And you are over. There's a lot to be nervous about out there. Open social media or turn on the news and all you see is crime and societal decay. A lot of people just run out and buy a gun and then it sits in a safe. If there's ever an emergency, they're not going to be prepared and run the risk of hurting themselves or others. There's no way around it. You need to train, and you need to train often. Unfortunately, it's time-consuming to go to the range, assuming there's even one nearby, and ammo prices are through the roof. iTarget was invented so you could practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your own home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app, load your caliber-specific laser bullet into your firearm, and start training. Practice alone, compete with friends, or use it to safely train friends and family who are new to firearms. Go to itargetpro.com and get 10% off at checkout when you use offer code Bannon. This is the smartest, safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust dry fire training as part of their regimen. Get yours today. That's the letter I targetpro.com that's i targetpro.com offer code bannon i targetpro.com action 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 your host stephen k bannon me off and on over the past year or so i wonder why so in that race who knows what the win margin was? Point seven, I believe. I think it was point seven. You think it was point six? Something like that. Less than one point. Well, what we've learned to do, so this is not in the report I've given you, but what we have learned to do, mainly over the last few months, is we have learned to calculate for any given election what the numbers would have been if Google had stayed out. So what you're seeing in the newspapers and on the internet and on TV is you're seeing the numbers with Google interfering in the election. What happens if Google didn't? We know how to calculate now, calculate that precisely. So in that race, let's see. I think it was Hobbes who won, right? By a small margin, if I'm not mistaken. Carrie Lake would have won. Hands down, absolutely guaranteed. If you took Google out of that picture, Carrie Lake would have won. Okay, uh, welcome back. I've got a lot to go through of other things we're covering and when we're gonna get people up uh, tomorrow, but I'll do that in a second. Uh, because one of the most important aspects 
of this is not just the states, but what big tech is doing this. And Dr. Robert Epstein joins us, one of the leading experts in the country in this. And, and here's what's important. Dr. Epstein uh, is not a populist, not a nationalist, is not someone who would normally vote like uh, Professor Dershowitz would not vote for um, would not vote for Donald Trump and probably wouldn't vote for Kerry Lake. He looks at this just with what the data is, what, what the truth of the situation. And he's made the statement that, hey, we have a big problem in this country. One of the central problems is that we have this multi-trillion dollar mind control company called Google, and they're getting directly involved in the elections, and you can't have a democracy that way. Dr. Epstein, this testimony you gave in uh, in uh, Arizona was pretty explosive because you came at it with a kind of a, a – uh, you were very certain about what you're talking about. Can you back that up for this audience? Uh, sure. First of all, let me be more specific. In the Lake versus Hobbs election, uh, where Kerry Lake uh, lost by, let's say, 0.6%, uh, if Google had stayed out of that election, Kerry Lake would have won by at least 3.4%. How do we know this? Well, number one, we had field agents in Arizona we were monitoring real content going to real registered voters in Arizona, uh, and we preserved that content. So this is all ephemeral content that's normally lost forever. This is things like search results, search suggestions, YouTube sequences, news feeds, and so on. We found uh, considerable, a substantial, statistically significant bias, pro-liberal bias, and all of that content coming from Google and YouTube, which is part of Google. And we know from experiments that we've been doing now for more than 11 years that with that level of bias statewide in Arizona, that would have shifted somewhere between 20 and 80 percent of undecided voters. If you just translate that into win margin, that means that Without Google's interference in that election, it means that Kerry Lake would have won by at least 3.4% instead of losing by 0.6%. When you say interference, isn't Google just a, a platform? It's just, a, it's just a neutral platform. When you say interference, you mean either an algorithm, a machine, or a human made a conscious decision to do this, sir? Well, I don't know who made the decision. It could be algorithmic neglect, they call it, where you just let your algorithm go ahead and you know, do its, uh, do its work that it's programmed to do, and it might be programmed in a biased fashion. Uh, all algorithms incorporate the bias of their programmers. I know because I'm a programmer, and I know there's been a lot of research on that. So it could have been the algorithm alone. It could have been an employee. It could have been an executive decision, but basically... What, what, what actually happened there was that content that they were showing in search results in which either Hobbs or Lake was mentioned, that content was biased to favor Hobbs. In other words, if someone clicked on high-ranking search results, they ended up going to web pages that made Hobbs look a lot better than Lake. Now, if you already have a strong opinion about these candidates, that doesn't affect you at all. 
But if you're undecided, okay, that has an enormous effect. That's where our experiments have shown repeatedly, and these are peer-reviewed uh, published experiments, have shown repeatedly that if, the, if there is a bias, a political bias in search results, that has a rapid and enormous impact on people who are on the fence. We have uh, collected data in the 2022 midterms showing that that bias existed on Google and also on YouTube in Arizona. And we looked not just at Arizona statewide, but we looked separately at the governor's race and at that senatorial race as well. And we found significant liberal bias in each case, uh, significant enough to have shifted a very large number of votes, anywhere between 4 and 16% of undecided voters in Arizona. Well, should not have, because you guys had the data from 2020, given that Arizona happened to be the center of the universe because of the Fox situation and everything, in the whole world, BBC, Financial Times, The Guardian, everybody's covering Arizona. Should not, should the RNC, the Arizona Republican Party, Carrie Lake's campaign, or some independent group that's working on the conservative side, should somebody have not have seen this at some time? This didn't happen overnight in the 2022 election. Should someone have caught it? That's an excellent question. What Google does is very, very clever. You could say it's genius, actually because they use ephemeral content to shift opinions and votes. Uh, 2018, some emails leaked from Google to the Wall Street Journal, and in those emails, Google employees, employees were discussing how can we use ephemeral experiences to shift people's views about Trump's travel ban. So they're using ephemeral content. It's hard to see that. So for example, when you start to type a search term, they're flashing search suggestions at you very, very fast. And people just don't think twice about them, and of course no one preserves them. Well, as a matter of fact, we've shown in experiments that just by manipulating those search suggestions, Google can turn a 50-50 vote among undecided voters into more than a 90-10 vote, with no one having the slightest idea that they've just been manipulated. Now, Google also is unaware of the fact that anyone could possibly capture uh, search suggestions since they're flashing so fast. Uh, we have captured, since last fall, 20 million lines of code, 20 million of these search suggestions, and we're now analyzing them. So they're using the, techniques which you these can't are by, by, see. By, hang, hang on. I, I just want to make sure people understand this. this is the field offices you have, the field force you have in real time captures it. So it's ephemeral goes away, but you actually have people on watch, like we said, the Navy that catch it, catch it instantaneously, correct? Yes, we're doing something that they just never imagined. So they're just going ahead, you know, full force uh, with ex extreme arrogance. In fact, let's call it hubris doing all of the manipulative, manipulative things they've been doing for a long time, and they never imagined that anyone could actually find a way to look over the shoulders of real people, registered voters, in this case in Arizona, and capture what they're seeing on their screen as it is occurring. 
And we can capture so much information that we can even grab those search suggestions that flash so ever briefly. And as I say, we're now analyzing 20 million of those uh, looking for shenanigans. And I'm not going to tell you what we're finding, but we'll be announcing that soon. The point is that what Google has been doing, and to a lesser extent other tech companies, it can be identified and it can be stopped. Dr. Epstein, what you're talking about, and you, I'm going to get back to a second about it being a mind-controlled company, is a scandal of epic proportions. Why is this not the number one topic in Washington, D.C. right now? Well, there are a couple of reasons. One reason, of course, is that these tech companies themselves uh, have been using a magician's trick of misdirection, and they've been allowing discussions about the election to go viral, which point people away from them. Those discussions involve voter fraud and voting machines and, you know, and harvesting and all of those things. Uh, those are all competitive techniques which uh, have a relatively little net effect on elections, maybe uh, thousands of votes here and there. But what Google is doing affects millions of votes and people can't see it. So one reason nothing's happening in D.C. is because Google is misdirecting everyone's attention. Uh, the second reason, of course, is because uh, of the kind of dysfunction that exists in D.C., wherein, number one, uh, the Democrats are benefiting from these kinds of manipulations, and also Republicans don't like regulation. So, you know, we're kind of stuck, except that we can set up monitoring systems that actually preserve all this ephemeral content, that, 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 and with this content can be analyzed very rapidly, in fact, in real time, and we can we can rat on these companies as they are performing these manipulations, for example, sending out go vote reminders to some people but not to other people. Uh, we've learned how to capture that information. Uh, Dr. Epstein, can you just hang with us for a second because I want to take you through the, uh, through the break and, uh, and talk about potential solutions. When you have this real-time capability, we understand – the lobbying efforts going on by big tech and the money that's spent and, the, and they try to get everybody conflicted out. It's a, it's a nightmare in Washington, D.C. This is why you don't really have any type of real regulation whatsoever. Um, we're going to take a short break. First, I want to make sure we're going to get back into capital markets uh, tomorrow morning in the economy in a, in a very big way. Uh, this uh, We're hurtling towards this potential shutting down of the uh, of the government or forcing Biden to shut down the government all over the spending. And they're going to have, like I said, the, there's going to be a Republican conference meeting of the House on Tuesday night when they return from, from the recess and, and McCarthy's guys return from, um, from Asia. I think they're in Japan right now. I need everybody to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. The end of the dollar empire is a three. We've worked on this for two years. We put out installments. The third installment about the debt trap will get you up to speed. Remember, they do not want you to understand macroeconomics. They don't want you to understand the basic way the system works. You have to understand that to be in this fight. Uh, I'm going to put out a fourth installment uh, about the uh, assassination of our prosperity and how it's been done very specifically. Also about the issue of currency and the drop in purchasing power. 
you will understand what the BRICS nations understand, and they understand that the Federal Reserve and the U.S. government and the elites in our country are burying everybody with this excess spending and the Federal Reserve printing money. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now to get it. Short commercial break. Dr. Epstein's going to talk about some solutions in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Um, we've got so much going on tomorrow. We're going to be in Georgia. We're going to be in Texas. We've got Laura Loomer coming up about these, uh, these explosive findings she's found out about these Nazis. And particularly their involvement with the U.S. government. I mean, it's insane. She's going to be on here to provide all the receipts. Also going to be in Maui. Uh, we've got uh, Nolan Chang and J- uh, Jason Jones there and others. We're going to ask how, how the number gone from 2,000 missing. And these are all from the Honolulu paper. 2,000 missing to 1,200 to now 500. It's a mess. And the facts are all over the map. We're going to get people out there tomorrow uh, to do that. Hopefully get Dr. Roland on here, too. Was so great about helping out in the early days. Uh, of recovery, of trying to help people and recover the aerial recovery. Make sure you go to Jace Medical, his company, jacemedical.com, to check out how they can help you in any emergency on your uh, medical, the medicines you need. jacemedical.com. Go there now. So, so Dr. Epstein, he, he, you made something last week. I just want to take a second and go back over it. You said people got to look at Google differently. It's not a search engine. That's what people kind of – it's a mind control company. What do you mean by that? Well, it operates at two levels. You know, at this level up here, it's like a looks like a public library where they just give out lots of free stuff, Gmail and Google Maps and Google Docs and uh, and the Chrome browser and the Android operating system. Everything's free, free, free. Uh, actually, that's not really what the company is from a business perspective. All of those platforms are there for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to trick you into giving up personal information. So. You have no idea how much you've been giving up, and members of your family have been using the Internet for 20 years. You've given up the equivalent of 3 million pages of information about you 
that little trickle every day, it adds up really fast. So down below, what Google really is, is a surveillance and manipulation company. They use these free tools, which you basically pay for with your freedom, uh, to surveil you and your family members, and then they use that information both to make money and to manipulate. And that's what they really are. You've come up with a solution. One of the things you're talking about is this kind of Iron Dome concept. I want to get you back on and spend more time on that. But on these things about elections, um, walk through, you've got a plan of how to stop this. It, it takes resources to do that. My question to you, isn't this something that the government should actually retain you guys to do? I mean, isn't this the purpose of having free and fair elections in this country is to make sure the big tech can't manipulate things? Well, because we have a party system, which, by the way, George Washington opposed, as you know, Thomas Jefferson vehemently opposed it, uh, our governments also tend to be partisan. I'm not sure I would trust them uh, with monitoring uh, big tech content that might be influencing elections. Personally, I think it should be done by private, nonpartisan entities of various sorts. If there's a way to have the government do that in a nonpartisan fashion, I'm fine with it. At this moment in time, that's not going to happen. So if we want to be protected against manipulation in the upcoming elections in 2024, we've got to complete uh, the setting up of the system that we started setting up last year. And at the moment, we now have 11,241 field agents, all registered voters, politically balanced in all 50 states. And we have a long way to go to hit our representative samples that we need to have in each state. So all of our data are court admissible. But if this was fully funded, you believe and you think you can show that this would stop Google's manipulation and influence and interference in the 2024 election? This positively would stop it because in 2020, we showed how this works. We shared our data uh, with Senator Cruz's office. He and two other senators immediately, this was on November 5th, 2020, sent a letter to the CEO of Google protesting their interference in our elections. And that same day, Google shut off all of its manipulations in Georgia, where two Senate runoff elections were scheduled to be held in January. Literally, they shut off all the manipulations that day. How do we know? because we had more than a thousand field agents in Georgia, which means we were monitoring big tech content 24 hours a day in Georgia. We saw them flip the switch. We were absolutely astonished. But the point is they have that ability and when pressured, when exposed, they back off as they must. Dr. Epstein, where do people go to find your, uh, your research, your writings, all of it? So they should go to mygoogleresearch.com. That's mygoogleresearch.com. They can support the work that way. They can also find links to lots of things. And I do have to say, unfortunately, that at the moment, the funds we were given to set up this big national system, they have run dry. So if anyone out there can help us uh, to make sure we set up the full system by the end of this year, please, please get in touch. Get in touch directly with us or get in touch uh, with Steve Bannon's people. And please help us to build this full system. Dr. Robert Epstein, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here, sir. Thank you. Absolutely brutal.
the control of this country, uh, country by big tech, Facebook, Twitter, Google, Amazon. And remember what he said. These are surveillance companies. And the information you give them that you think the services for free is what you use to enslave you. Okay, next hour, we're going to start in New York City. There's a complete meltdown there about the invasion of the southern border, what's happening in New York. We're going to have Todd Benzman is going to join us from the Rio Grande Valley. Also, Dr. Carol Swain is going to be with me. And I'm going to get into the Republican donors who are backing the 14th Amendment. Remember, President Trump, lawfare is not working, so they're coming at him with the 14th Amendment. And we're going to get into that. Uh, Robert Reich, we're going to play a bunch of stuff that the left is putting out. But this is not that 14th Amendment vertical, that, that angle of attack. This is backed at the highest levels by the biggest donors in the Republican establishment to stop Donald Trump. I'll go through it all in the next hour. Make sure, by the way, get up to speed. Go to Birch Gold right now and ask them. Ask, ask Philip Patrick and the team over at Birch one question. Why? Talk about manipulation. Why is the Federal Reserve spending all their time coming up with a central bank digital currency where the BRIC nations, the global south, many of the people meeting at the G20 right now are buying gold. Their central banks are buying gold with both hands at all-time record rates in 2022, continuing in 2023. Why is that happening? And our Federal Reserve is working on a digital currency and what impact that has for you and your family. Ask Birch. Get the answer and then think it through. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Stick around. we got another hour on fire. The coming of Trump from every angle. We're going to start with the invasion of the United States, and we're going to end with the 14th Amendment and who's coming after Donald J. Trump. Stick around. Back in a moment. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.